Jam Session is a podcast where two guys who grew up in Dallas-Fort Worth discuss sports, craft beer, life, and their experiences living in one of America's most vibrant cities. If you love sports, you're going to love this show. If you love craft beer or you're curious about it, you'll love this show. Great conversations with good friends is what Jam Session is all about. Welcome. It's nice to have you here. I hope you enjoy it. I think you will. You're listening to the Jam Session Podcast. I was told that I could listen to the radio at a reasonable volume. With Cowboys insider... What's your name? Jean-Jacques Taylor. That's my name. Radio personality and craft beer expert, Matt McLaren. He's a very strange young man. He's an idiot. Comes from upbringing. And now, the Jam Session Podcast. It is indeed Jam Session. Subscribe, rate, and review. Hang out with us for a while right here on the Jam Session Podcast. Sponsored, as always, by Greening Law, a personal injury law firm in Dallas, Texas. Greening Law fights the legal battle so you have time for healing and renewal. But right now, that moment we've all been waiting for has arrived. Ladies and gentlemen, the radio, TV, and now podcast star, the sexy Jean-Jacques Taylor. What up, though? I would be the non-sexy one. It's Matt McLaren, and this is Jam Session, the podcast version 208, asking simply that you prepare to be dazzled. If not entertained. And a lot to dazzle and entertain with as the Cowboys have some interesting decisions to make here in the next couple of weeks. Jacques got a list of QBs, where he has put this out, where does Dak rank, And I'll tell you all about my insane trip to Asheville, North Carolina. I went to a ridiculous amount of breweries. We'll go through all that. It's going to be a fun podcast here. But let's start it off by telling you, as always, about our sponsors. Because the reason why we can keep doing this, the reason why we are in our 208th episode is because of our sponsors and because you guys are continuing to support them. Can't tell you how much that means because it helps to make all this possible. And that, of course starts with greening law and if you've been hurt in a car accident if you've maybe gone through that weekend where you were randomly on the premises of a business and you got hurt you're not exactly sure what to do how to handle it your first call as mine was after my car accident needs to be to greening law 972-934-8900 let them be your fierce legal competitor against the insurance companies dude this is the best decision you'll ever make take it from your boy um, I think if you call them, here's what happens. They say, hey, tell us what happened. What do you, what's going on with you? What's your details? They listen to you. Hopefully, they uh, grin and take you on as a client. And if they do, be the best move you ever made. Indeed. Because they'll work hard for you. Yep. And it's, it's so easy. I mean, it honestly is. I think sometimes you get nervous. Like, oh, I don't know. Just give them a call because the consultation's free. Because I knew that, and I knew I could call and be like, hey, here's what happened to me, and I need some help with this. And they go, okay. They asked me a few questions, and then they got back to me pretty quickly and said, yeah, you definitely have something we're going to take you on. Here's what you need to do, and this and that and all that. And they guide you through it. It's easy. Consultations free, 972-934-8900. 972-934-8900. Give them a call right now to Robert Greening, Offices, Dallas, Texas. Also want to tell you, of course, about Brews Biltong. Have you ordered your Biltong yet? If you haven't, I encourage you to give it a try. It's like beef jerky. We've been telling you about that, but it's actually called Biltong. It's a traditional South African air-dried meat. I'm going to tell you straight up, once you have Biltong, I don't know that you ever go back to beef jerky because Biltong is better, and Brews Biltong is the best you can get. 
I just think the answer is no. You're not going back because it's better than jerky, dog. It's uh, it's succulent. It's uh, it's tender. It's all the things. It's all the good things that beef jerky has, and some stuff that it doesn't, which is why it's terrific, man. It is zero sugar, no artificial ingredients. When you go to bruisebiltong.com, b r u s b i l t o n g, bruisebiltong.com. You get what you want. You can get the bigger bag. You can get the snack bag. They got a couple of different cuts of it. We both like the sliced biltong the best. But the thing of it is, is it's packed full of protein. It's a great snack. And you get to try it for 15% off with the promo code JAM15. It's J-A-M-15 at checkout at bruisebiltong.com. So the Dallas Cowboys do have some interesting decisions to make as they get started here with the offseason. The new league year begins March 20th at 3 o'clock. So all these types of things and how they want to approach the different levels of the offseason with free agency and the draft and how they're going to move towards building their team for 2022, those conversations are being had right now. And one of the interesting conversations that they're going to have to decide is as far as beast, as far as the the war daddy on the defensive <laughs> line, do you want it to be Demarcus Lawrence or do you want it to be Randy Gregory? Because moving forward, it's not going to be able to be both. Dude, I think that's a very difficult question. I think people seem to think like it's an easy answer, and I don't think it is. And I got to tell you, in my heart of hearts, I'd probably take Tank Lawrence over Randy Gregory. If I got to pick one, I'm taking Tank Lawrence over Randy Gregory because Tank Lawrence has done it. The only question is, can he stay healthy at 30? Randy Gregory, who's also basically 30, it's can he ever do it? Yeah, and this is where it's going to get interesting because multiple reports, like I know Katie Drummond had one on Yahoo the other day, this over the weekend at some point, where there have been reports and the rumor is that they are considering, like seriously considering releasing Demarcus Lawrence. That would be, of course, he is one of the highest paid defensive ends in the game, but they're doing this because they're over the cap. They've got to generate and try to figure out, again, it's not about, oh, well, they need to clear cap space to sign free agents. It's not even about that. You got to have cap space to sign your damn draft class. Right? Like there, there's just different reasons why you got to have some of that. You can create cap space in a lot of different ways. One of those is what we talked about with Todd Archer last week. You can restructure a ridiculous amount of contracts. Like you could go through and restructure everything. But when you do that, then you get stuck and it's kind of kicking the can down the road and it makes everything in the future a lot harder on you because you're just saying, okay, well, this will work for this year. But at some point, you got to pay the piper, so to speak. Yeah, at some point you do. And, um, I mean, I go way back to way back, like 2002, when they did that with uh, Dave Campo. It was like, this is a salary cap year. We're, we're purging all the salaries. We know the team is bad. Uh, hey, camps. You got to take one for the team, man. And it was their third consecutive five and 11 season that brought Bill Parcells the next year. Obviously, they gave him a clean cap to work with. Uh, but that's the name of the game, man. You got to figure out how you want to deal with your salary cap issue. And the closer you are to winning, the more tempting it is to push things back because fans will forgive you if they can look at that shiny trophy and remember those experiences they had when you were winning titles. Yeah, and look, the thing of it is, if you want both, or and who knows, maybe they're just really trying to clear some cap space and they're not going to re-sign Randy Gregory and they're seriously considering getting rid of Tank Lawrence. But 
I mean, the reality of it is, man, it, it, cutting tank uh. creates some cap space. It also is a $19 million dead cap hit. I mean, he doesn't, have, also, he doesn't have the Amari Cooper contract where you're walking away for hardly anything. No, but you're also talking about a good player. Like, Tank Lawrence, when he returned last year, was a difference maker. Um, he was um, – I mean, I think he was the guy – they were like, yo, where you been, bro? Oh, here you are. Okay, cool. Um, I think it was uh, – it was, it was, he, was, uh, he was really, really good. I mean, heck, he, he forced a fumble. That wasn't a fumble that should have been looked at as a fumble against San Francisco. They may have, may have given Dallas one last chance to try to uh, win the game. Um, you know, or was that the Cardinals? I'm getting it confused. I, I can't remember. It doesn't matter. They lost it was the, one of those games. In the playoffs. Okay. It's, it's um, a wasted season. Uh, uh, Michael Parsons. <laughs> but the deal is he made a lot of big plays uh, when he came back. Randy Gregory is a playmaker, no doubt, and Randy Gregory deserves to be paid. Uh, but if you got to pick one, and they're both 30, see, they, we're acting like DeMarcus is, well, he's all this old guy and tank one. I mean, and, you know, uh, Randy Gregory's a really young guy. Nah, bro, Randy Gregory's 30 years old. Yeah, and, and see, by that. And he don't play the run. Now, we say you ain't paying him to play the run, but damn. If you can pay DeMarcus to get sacks and play the run, that's better than a guy who who is a pass rusher, but that's what he does. And again, this is not my thought, and I hadn't really considered it until I read this Katie Drummond article over the weekend, but he has put out there, there's a school of thought that the Dallas Cowboys aren't really going to run it back, that they're giving Mike McCarthy's staff the Jason Garrett treatment where, yeah, you're back, but we're going to focus on what this team could look like in 2023, with a potential new coach, Sean Payton, and a financial ledger getting a refresh where they could potentially walk away of Amari Cooper and Demarcus Lawrence and not even try to re-sign Randy Gregory and free up some really open cap space in 2023 that might benefit them more so in the long term. Okay, now this is just me. Just me. Okay, is this just his idea or is he talking to people? I, 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 because knowing like, that, it sounds like that's just his idea. It sounds like it's just his idea, just based from what I gathered from the article. That that this would be something that, because of you have this kind of young group with Parsons and Diggs and some of these guys yeah. in this current, even CD Lamb, that this current group that is taking up a lot of money just didn't work, and that now you can kind of move away from them while you plan for a longer term future where 2022 is almost like a gap year to get you to that. Yeah. Uh, I don't know that – see, I don't, I, don't, I don't really agree with that. Um, and that's why I said, is it just some, some person's idea or is it based on some conversations with people who know? And I say that because Mike McCarthy ain't trying to give up a year, dog. He don't have a year to give up. Um, Dak, those guys don't have a year to say, hey, we're going to use this year to get everything straight, then we're going to come back in and really get it going. Dude – this team's got to win now. You know, Tyron Smith doesn't have a year. If you keep Tank Lawrence, they don't have a year. Zach Martin doesn't have a year. This team is built to win now. It's not built to take a year to take a year to reset everything and try again. It's like, dude, everybody's got to win now. Sean Payton ain't going to be there forever. Yeah. Out there forever. So you got to win now. Mike McCarthy, he knows what time it is. Dan Quinn didn't come back to go, oh, let's purge all the salary cap this year and, you know, we'll go, uh, you know, eight and nine or nine and eight or 
six and eleven or whatever. Because he was hot this year. He ain't gonna be hot if they purge everybody. So uh, to me, it's about winning right now. Yeah, and I would think that as well. Where, but again, how much money? See, here's my thing is if you can make the money work, which you always can, you can keep Demarcus Lawrence and then walk away from him before next year for an $11 million dead cap hit if you wanted to do it then. You know, you can do the same thing. I don't know that they can find all the money. And the fact that they haven't restructured either one of these contracts, especially Amari Cooper's in the past, kind of led you to the idea that they wanted this flexibility right now. So it'll be interesting to see, but they can't have both. The reality of it is, do they release both? I don't know. But you, they can't have Lawrence and Gregory on the team together because Gregory is going to command, I don't know that he's a $20 million a year guy. Nah. Dude, he had six sacks. I'm just telling you. Six fucking sacks is what he had. But what's it take? Man, he team. ain't getting, nah, I don't care. He hadn't done, dude, he's not getting anywhere close to that. See, I don't think I mean, he, he is either. But it, but He uh, ain't that kind of, and I like Randy Gregory, but the fact of it is, He's not getting that because he hasn't done it. The reality is you got your career high is six sacks, which you've done twice. That I think I wrote that in that column last week. That's like 35th in the NFL this year or 40th, something, some ridiculous number like that. Yes, he had a lot of pressures. Yes, he made some plays, but he's a non-factor against the run for the most part on a consistent basis. And you love a lot of what he does, and you love the guy, but – you're not breaking the bank on him. And so I would say if you can figure out a way to structure an interesting contract, a creative contract with Randy where he gets his money, however he gets his money, uh, but you make it salary cap friendly in some way, shape, or form. And, you know, there's ways to do it. With, and Archer's a good person to ask because uh, there's ways to do it with, like, roster bonuses and other, you know, per-game bonuses. Yeah. It's just you just have to be if you want him. Okay, what's the number you're trying to get to? Well, I need to make. Let's try to be realistic. I need to make eight million dollars a year. Because remember, he made two, and this is most he ever made this year. It was really like one point nine. So eight represents a significant raise, and over a couple years or whatever. Okay, if we if we need to get you to eight in the first year and twenty five in the first three years. You know, can we do it like this? And you just have to try to be creative if you want to try to keep them both. Uh, if you're just going to keep him, then, yeah, maybe you go from Demarcus Lawrence's $27 million cap figure to uh, Randy Gregory's cap figure. Maybe his cap figure is like eight and a half or $9 million a year, and you, you kind of make it wash that way. See, I, I'd, be, I'd be shocked unless he just wants to be in Dallas because I think he can get 12, 13 on the open market. And, and so then, to me, the reality of this has to become if you do decide you want to move on from Tank because $20 million, and if you could get Randy Gregory, is that production worth the drop-off in salary for what you're going to get? Plus, you right. have to do – because Tank has a couple of years left on his contract and all that, you know, depending on when they designate him, if they were going to move on from him, you can spread the cap hit so where you're not taking all $19 million of it in one year. You can do different things with it. But point being, is that combined because you still would have the dead cap of Lawrence while you're also having to pay Gregory? I would almost look at that and say, would we be better off just not re-signing Randy Gregory and keeping Tank Lawrence? See, I think so. That's why I said what I said. I mean, yeah, you don't want yeah. Randy Gregory to bounce, but it just feels like, again, Randy Gregory's never done it, dude. 
Now, Tank Lawrence has done it twice, maybe three times. But you've seen Tank Lawrence make plays and be a really consistent player. His problem is staying healthy. Uh, you know, I mean, it's six in one hand, half a dozen in the other, as Grandma used to say. It's, uh, and you know what happens, man. Whatever decision you make, it won't be the right one. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, dude, it's uh, – but, man, it's uh, – it's a hard choice. It's a hard choice. It's a great question. Matter of fact, let's put that out there on Twitter. Who do you want? You can only have one. Who do you want? Yeah, and honestly, to me, I think part of this goes to, yeah, Tank has done it a couple of times, and Randy Gregory never has, but also the leadership standpoint of this. I mean, Demarcus Lawrence is one of the leaders, if not the leader of the defense. Now, Micah Parsons may very soon have something to say about that, but the reality of it is, I think overall that Demarcus Lawrence is a better player. The knock on Demarcus Lawrence, as you kind of pointed out, he's been banged up. He only played seven games this year. But he hasn't performed to the contract that he got. And if he was on a cheaper contract, we'd all be going, oh, okay, you know, that makes sense. He's there. He's a leader. He plays the run really well. He can rush the passer a little bit. The problem is, is that he got so much money, and he just quite simply hasn't lived up to the contract that he's on. No, that's, that's fair. And, you know, I think the thing of it is, because if you – Talk to his agent who represents him, David Cantor, friend of the program. You know, he'd, he'd have all these reasons why, uh, you know, it's it's not his fault. No, it's, whatever. It's At the end of the day, it's it, what did you put me on paper? Because I gave you paper and you didn't give me what I was thought I was getting. Well, see, that's what I was going to say. I was going to say at the end of the day is you got paid $20 million a year and he earned that money uh, by getting to the quarterback and, and sacking the quarterback, not coming close and, and all that other stuff, as, as I like to say. And so, but, you know, the reality is still that he's done it. And so, um, you know, I'll always take the guy who's done it over the guy who hadn't done it. Yep. Well, most of, most of the time, especially if they're the same age. Now, if there's a big difference in age, you know, you, you, take, you might take the guy who's on the move. But uh, since there's not here, dude, um, I'd, it, would, it, it would keep me up at night, but I'd probably take Tank Lawrence. I think that that's the way that I would lean as well. And then Randy Gregory, somebody out there is going to pay him probably more than the Cowboys are willing to pay him. And we'll see how it goes. But I think, and who knows, but I think that Tank Lawrence, you keep him and you move on from Randy Gregory at this point. Yeah, I think that's, uh, I think that's the good play. I think that's a solid play. I think it's a little bit of a conservative play. But – Again, man, he's a more complete player than Randy Gregory. Yeah. And uh, Randy Gregory is already 29. He'll turn 30 in November. Um, you know, Tank Lawrence is already there. It's just, uh, you know, sometimes, man, when when guys are on your team, you forget just how old they are. Uh, I take it back. Uh, let me see. Tank Lawrence is 29 right now. Yeah. Turns uh, 30 in April. Yeah, and so, Randy Gregory turns 30 in November, I believe. Right, so there ain't no difference. <laughs> no, they, it's yeah, they're the same year essentially, and I I just have more in if I'm going to have to pay somebody, Demarcus Lawrence because of his leadership and because he also does so much more in the run game. I, I would rather I know I feel like what the floor is for Demarcus Lawrence. Yeah, did I maybe overpay? Okay. But Randy Gregory, I don't really know what he is worth, and I feel like you can replace what he does easier on the whole than you can for Demarcus Lawrence, even if I feel like I'm overpaying for what Demarcus Lawrence is giving me right now. Dude, yeah, I was just thinking that it's been worse than I thought. Yeah, he has not been. <laughs> Dude, he's got 14 and a half sacks in the last yeah. uh, 
38 games. He had 14 and a half sacks in 2017. Yeah, he, that contract is an albatross, but they are the ones that gave it out. And I don't know, again, because I don't know that walking away from it with the financial hit that you're still going to have to pay out over the next year or two is worth it because then you got to go try and find somebody to replace what he does, even if it's not worth the contract that he's on. Yeah. Yep, 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 yep. So I, I don't know the yeah. solution. They, they did this to themselves. You know, but see, I ain't, I ain't mad at you nobody. You had to pay him. You had to pay him at the time. We were all about right. paying Demarcus Lawrence, and unfortunately, he just has not been out. the same guy. No, and there are reasons, but there, there are reasons why he's not the same guy. None of it has to do with effort, but it's about uh, you know the NFL man is a lot about yeah. luck of health. All right, so we got to get into this list that you have with Dak Prescott and where he is on it. But before we do that, let's tell you. One of the smart things that you can do in life is is planning for your future. Hell, the Cowboys should probably call Hector. Maybe he can help them <laughs> figure out their financial future with everything going on. That's what Hector Flores with Modern Woodman of America does. It's, it's a fraternal financial organization. One of the really cool things about what they do is they are non-fee-based, so it costs absolutely nothing to meet with Hector, and they take what they do and they they use it to not only help you and give back to you but they also use it to help the community and have this cycle of positive impact and i'll tell you this we've both talked to hector and if you are looking for a way and you don't know how to start saving you don't know how to start planning for your future you don't know where you're supposed to put money your first phone call really does need to be to hector because he's so easy to talk to and he can lay that out for you very easily no, nah, man, because what it is, it's, just, it's about having a game plan, man. Coaches do it all the time. We need to do it more as a, as a group of people is just have a game plan. Like, what do you, what is it that you want your, your money to accomplish? And then you go talk to a coach like Hector. Let him put a game plan together for you. And then follow that thing, man. That's, what you, that's all you have to do. Let him put the game plan together for you. Hey, if you want to be aggressive, here's a great game plan to follow. If you want to be conservative, here's a great game plan to follow. If you want somewhere in between, here's a great great game plan to follow. And then check this out, man. Follow the game plan. Give him a call. It's easy to do, man. 940-453-3490. And, and again, keep in mind, it, it doesn't cost anything to meet with them. The phone call doesn't cost you anything. He's very easy and personable to talk to, and he'll lay out a great plan for you. 940 940- 453-3490. It's Hector Flores with Modern Woodman of America. So this quarterback list, Dak Prescott, and I, I haven't seen this, so I don't know if the article has dropped yet or what, but... Yeah, it dropped yesterday. Okay, well, I haven't seen it. I was driving most of the day yesterday. I, got I, back. I, wasn't, I wasn't all up in my feelings, mm, man. I was I, making I sure. being defensive. But you have an article, the NFL quarterback rankings, and these are your rankings, and you have Dak Prescott... In the top 10, Dak Prescott hanging out in the top 10. You have Aaron Rodgers, one, Pat Mahomes, two, Josh Allen, three, which I don't I don't know that anybody would have any problems with any of those. Joe right. Burrow, number four, Russell Wilson, five, Matthew Stafford, six, Dak Prescott as the seventh best quarterback in the NFL. I thought that was a pretty good list. I didn't think it was uh, – I think some people uh, some people are a little surprised they had Russell Wilson where I had him. Uh, but I think if you look at, at Seattle's team, like if you put Russell Wilson on the Cowboys, I think he'd have had a lot more success offensively than he had with, the, with, sure. the, uh, with Seattle. 
And I think if you put Dak on Seattle, you'd be like, oh, okay, Dak's still good, but oh, it's there ain't a lot of folks to throw to over here, bro. Yep. <laughs> so that's what I think. I think Joe Burrow is a uh, is a really outstanding quarterback. But here's the thing. I think there's a big old chasm, I think that's how you say that word, between the top three and everybody else. Like, you know, you go take two or three spots before you get, you know, uh, to guys who are, who are close to those top three because I think they're outer-worldly. I uh, wouldn't have said that about Josh Allen a couple of years ago, and then, but then again, nobody would have. But he is now – That's the truth. That, he is now that dude. And I think, man, I think Joe Burrow is headed to be that dude uh, because he can move in the pocket. He's not a dynamic runner like uh, Josh Allen. But he's pretty damn effective as a, as a mover and an mm-hmm. occasional runner. And he's, they got him three terrific weapons, and that dude is really, 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 really good. And he's only going to get better. And now, you know, he's already a confident guy, but now he's playing with even more confidence. And so I think he's there. Matt Stafford was a tricky one to me. But because I think there's such a big gap between the top three and everybody else, you could really – I mean, whoever you want to put – in the other ones, man, within reason, you're not going to get a lot of debate like, oh, I can't believe you put him there. That's stupid. Because it's all about what you like and what you look for in a quarterback. Um, Matt Stafford is like Dak to me, except he's prob- he, can make more, he can make more spectacular throws than Dak. He also takes more chances, which is why he throws more interceptions than Dak. Yeah. You know, and so it's just, you know, it's a risk-reward thing, you know. Um, Dak is really good, and if Dak hadn't struggled the last ten games, I mean, ten games is a big ass sample, dog. I mean, everybody struggles two or three games here or there. Pat Mahomes did it, Aaron Rodgers did. I mean, two and a half months—that's a—that's a big ass struggle. And so, um, you know, you you, did, you you have to deduct points for that. Yeah, and right behind him, you've got Justin Herbert and Lamar Jackson. And then Derek Carr rounding out the top 10, followed by Kirk Cousins and Kyler Murray. I, I, I think, and I would agree with you, it, I tend to say that those are probably your top four in whatever order you want to put them in. You know, if you want to put Mahomes one, cool, Rodgers one, whatever. You know, I think, Alan, I think what Burrow did this year really vaulted him up there. Russell Wilson is one of those guys that I think he's starting to feel almost like how Matt Stafford was in Detroit, where you look at what Seattle has had the last couple of years, and they've got DK Metcalf, but their offensive line is really shoddy. They haven't had a running game so much to speak of, and they're just kind of an average team. And it's interesting because we all put Russell Wilson up really high when they had all this talent around him, but guess what? Once that started to go away (laughs) on both sides of the ball, Russell Wilson really hadn't done much. Dude, you got to have guys around you, man. Uh, it's a talent-based business. If you don't have players around you, who can you get the ball to who can make a play for you, man? I mean, do you think Matt Stafford did all that in in L.A. by himself or was Cooper Cup making that thing go? You know what I'm saying? Where somebody, he, he throws him in the flat, he makes three guys miss, picks up 18 yards, the first down, keeps the drive alive. He did that all year, bro. Yeah, but with Russell Wilson, he's got the playoff success. And again, this is a Seattle team that – you know, they're a year removed from winning the division at 12-4, and four, but they got upset by the Rams at home in that wild-card playoff loss before going 7-10 and 10 this year. And that's, to me, I think shows something about Russell Wilson because the teams that they've put on the field, e- even before this year, 
were not as good as the teams that they won Super Bowls with. And he is still, you know, it's like we used to talk about Tony Romo sometimes. Where, yeah, the Cowboys might have been 8-8, eight and eight, but if they didn't have Romo, they would have been 5-11. and 11. And I think yeah. you you look at some of these Seattle teams that went 10-6, and 11-5, 12-4. <laughs> if they didn't have Russell Wilson, we're probably talking about, you know, a 7-9, and nine, an 8-8 eight and eight type team, maybe even a 9-7 and whatever, nine, seven team. Teams like that where Russell Wilson is worth three or four wins a year. It's just that this Seahawks team and this version of the Seahawks team this year, and we saw what that was. When he got hurt and had to miss a chunk of time, they were horrible. Dude, uh, you know, everybody, this is football, man. Probably the ultimate team sport. Um, everybody wants to, th- wants to believe it's a one man who can do it all. Yeah. Now, one man can do it all, or he can make a huge difference if you got all these other pieces in place. And then that dude shows up, Tom Brady, in Tampa. And, okay, fine, let me make it go. But if you don't have a bunch of other pieces in place, man, one dude, uh, you know, instead of losing 27-7, to 7, maybe you lose 27-21. to 21. Yeah. So I don't really have a problem with any of this. I, I think for me, you know, once you get down to the list with Matt Stafford, the guy just won a ring. And if you've got a ring, I have no problem you being ahead of guys that don't have rings. <laughs> And he he was a difference maker in the playoffs. He was. It, and he wasn't perfect, but he was a difference maker. No, he again. W- w- they traded first round draft picks because they wanted a quarterback who could drive the field and put together a Super Bowl winning drive for them. And he did. It, it, that's what he did. And you know, you can kind of I think with some of these guys like Dak or Justin Herbert, Lamar Jackson. If you wanted to put Dak nine, cool. If you wanted to put Dak seven, that's fine. He's been in the like league longer. I think he's shown he can do a little bit more with more consistency because Justin Herbert, I think, to me, he's had a couple of really great years, but can you continue to do that? Yeah, and can they translate into winning and, right. and get into the playoffs and everything else? And then Lamar Jackson, man, who's he's a phenomenal talent, um, and and I think he deserved the MVP and all of that a couple of years ago, but he has they have to uh, he's got to figure out a way to stay healthy. And ultimately, you're not going to be able to run your way to a championship the way he does it. You got to be a better, more productive passer on a consistent basis. That's not all in him. You know, they've been trying to put weapons around him forever at, at wideout, and they yeah. haven't really succeeded. No, they haven't. I mean, they've drafted a bunch of dudes there with Lamar Jackson trying to figure that out. But I think that's about right. I, I do think Dak is a top 10 quarterback in the NFL. Is he top five? No, probably not. Is he ever going to be? I don't know. And, and I don't know if he needs to be. I didn't think he did, but with the way that the Cowboys the last couple of years and when they've made the playoffs have flamed out, maybe they do need him to be more. Maybe, and we've talked about this. And it, with, with the Amari Cooper not getting the ball, and then you see what Cooper Cup does on the final drive of the Super Bowl. Is, is that Dak? Is it Cooper? Is it the offense? Is it the coaching? I think it's, there's so much with the Cowboys in their weird-ass inconsistencies that we saw week in and week out this year. And Dak is a part of that, but so is the coaching and so are some of the other players. Oh, I don't think there's any doubt about it, man. Dak had a bad second half of the season, um, you know, and so now it's um, it's up to him to, uh, to I mean, like, there ain't no question he's going to work hard. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's not the question. Lots of folks work hard. The question is, can you execute and uh, make things happen um, when it's time to make it happen. That's ultimately the question. It, when in time can you perform at the highest level? And if you can, uh, you know, to the victors go to spoils. How about this, bro? 
before we shift topics. Uh, I just put that tweet out there I was talking yeah. about. It's 190 votes already, so people like the topic. Randy Gregory, 51% to 49. <laughs> yeah, and a minute ago, Tank was up by like 51 to 49. I, I, I think you get 1,000 votes, and I bet this will be right on, almost dead on 50-50. Yeah, I think so because of the things that we just discussed. You yeah. can make a case for either one. It's a very difficult decision, um, that's, which is why I said whatever decision you make, uh, just mark it down. You'll be wrong. Uh, hey, I just sent you a very interesting note. Okay. That we can talk about that. We can talk about it, not talk about it. Maybe we'll talk about it another day. <laughs> Maybe we will. So see, see, that's called an old school radio tease for you guys listening. Like now, you have to listen to the podcast. See if we get to the rest of what of that topic is. Oh, let me crack open a nice cold beer. Ah, uh, yeah. And by that, you mean sparkling Waterloo. Man, is nothing sacred now? Anyway? I mean, come on. You're not drinking beer at three o'clock in the <laughs> afternoon. You don't even hardly drink beer ever. Shut up. I mean, everybody knows this. No, they so, don't. Oh, I think they do. So we have that. <laughs> we have that. And before we get into this trip around the block and some of the fun things, again, uh, appreciate you guys always supporting our sponsors. Continue to do that. And one of those, of course, Freeway Tire Shop. As Jacques knows better than anybody, that's a, a place you can go. You can trust the work. JR and his guys, it's elite level customer service. It's competitive pricing. But I think most importantly, the fact that you can trust JR and that you know he stands behind what he does and he takes care of you at the same time, to me, that's what I want in a mechanic. And, and, and that's what I've always been looking for anywhere you go. And when you find that, you never stop going there. That's why you need to be going to freeway. Dude, took my Honda over there <laughs> last week uh, to get some brakes and some rotors put on and, uh, and buy a couple of tires. And... Uh, Here's what I told I just told him I dropped it off. I said, hey, here's what I think is wrong with. Of course, I was wrong. I said, I think it needs an alignment. And he sent me some pictures, and he does this all the time. Um, he'll send you pictures of what he's talking about so, to, so that you have a visual. So he sent me a couple pictures. And I trust JR so much that JR said, hey, I'm going to call you back with an estimate. I said, Doug, just, you know how I, rock, how I rock. Get the, not the top of the line part. Get the one right up under that. And, uh you know just just go get it fixed man because i need the car so you know not like i ain't gonna pay for it it's not like i ain't gonna get it fixed and so he did it man i dropped it off about 9 30 he had it ready at 5 30 that night just like he said he said i'll get it done today don't worry about it. you'll have it for uh tomorrow that's why i ride with jr dog yeah it's easy and, and you know the one thing he told me he said i put premium parts too <laughs> very nice all right and i you know, because I told him, I said, I don't want bullshit parts on my brakes, dog. Yeah. So, oh, no, no, of course know. not. Some stuff, yeah, the air filter, give me the cheap one, dog. But brakes, rotors, all that kind of stuff, uh, yeah, give me the premium stuff, man. And so he took care of me, man. He's, I love him. He's a great mechanic. Yeah, there he is. It's JR, Freeway Tire Shop. Can't say it better than what Jacques just told you guys, but you can get your uh, quote. You can schedule hey, your appointment. That shit wasn't free either. No, it was, a, it was a it was a fair price. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, it's a fair price. All of it's online at freewaytireshop.com. So go there and give Jr. your support because he's a good dude. Also, yeah. hey, of course, Jr. I'm sorry, man. Jr. I'm sorry for cursing in your ad. I apologize. No, that's okay. I'm sure he's fine with it. <laughs> Juan and Brent, the brothers at Smokey John's Barbecue, and and Juan, I apologize because I've been meaning to mention this all month, and I uh, who knows? I just I don't know why I forgot. He's sorry he disappointed you, Juan. I did. I'm, I'm sorry I let you down. I'm saying this to you. Are you. Do you hear me, man? I'm sorry I let you down. 
But Smokey John's Barbecue, and you and I know this because when we were doing the radio show, they brought us a couple of these. Every February for Black History Month, they do this, and they do what's called the shoebox lunch. And the, the shoebox lunch program that they started a couple of years ago is something that you can get. You can swing by the store and get it. And it's, it's a fascinating look at the history, especially in this month, where they are spotlighting uh, some of these local HBCUs. Uh, Paul Quinn, the first HBCU in Texas, Grambling State and Prairie View A&M University, which both have significant ties and influence in North Texas. Uh, they are celebrating Black History Month by highlighting these HBCUs. Each shoe box that you purchase, the basic box is $13.95. It will feature a brief history of the importance of HBCUs on the outside of the box. And inside the box, you get a sandwich, chips, a fresh-baked cookie, pickles, their signature Smokey John's barbecue sauce, and an HBCU information card. So it's something that they've been doing again for like three or four Black History Months in a row, which is, of course, February. So always a cool program that they do. And just another one of those creative kind of historical moments that Smokey John's is really good about doing throughout the year. Dude, they do it better than just about anybody else, man. Smokey John's, great food, great people, man. And that's uh, that's the best thing. So check them out at Smokey John's Barbecue. And yeah, they're still doing the Jam Session Bowl. So if, if that's what you want, you can go in there and get your Jam Session Bowl. It's on the secret menu. Only podcast listeners know about it. It's Smokey John's Barbecue. It's right there off Mockingbird in Dallas in between Love Field and... 35 great place great barbecue so let's take this trip around the block and many of you I think we talked about this we did not do a podcast that dropped on Monday because I had taken a few days away and went to Asheville North Carolina and we went on a trip and the lady came along with me and our trip we left Thursday afternoon got to Asheville probably around three o'clock on Thursday afternoon then we left Asheville on Sunday afternoon and drove down to Athens, Georgia, and spent Sunday afternoon and Sunday evening, Sunday night in Athens. The whole purpose of this was because Asheville is one of the beer cities of the country. I mean, like I mentioned on the podcast, 41 craft breweries in the city of Asheville. We tried our best to do as much damage as we possibly could on this trip. And I'll tell you this, after... Just Asheville, and this is not including what we did in Athens, Georgia, because Athens, Georgia was more than this. But just Asheville alone, we went to 17 different breweries in three days. Damn. Yeah. Overall, here's the overall trip, including including Athens. Okay. We went to 20 different breweries, and I sampled 98 different beers at 20 different breweries in four days. <laughs> I mean, ninety-eight is that, different beers. Is is that twenty-four and a half flights? No, you know what's really weird? Asheville, for the most part, of the seventeen breweries we went to, only two of them did flights. Really? Why yeah. is that? Oh, I asked because I was getting <laughs> no. I was getting to a point. I was like, "This is ridiculous." Because they would all do half pours. I was like, "I don't want eight ounces of beer. I'm not going to drink this." And I asked one brewery. I said, "How come you guys don't do flights? I don't get it." And like nobody in this city does flights. And he said, oh, well, it's just the quality, you know, for beer quality and stuff. I said, no, it isn't. That doesn't even make sense. He, said, oh, so he didn't realize he was talking to yeah. Matt McLaren, who knows craft beer. Well, I, I didn't say this, but I was thinking, I was like, so you're telling me that your brewers, every time they sample beer throughout the, the process of brewing, that they're pouring themselves eight ounces of beer? It's ridiculous. Anyway, 
he he just said that and he goes i said no that's it beer quality doesn't that doesn't make any sense and he goes well we just want you to really you know, enjoy it and we feel like you enjoy it more you know oh, if you, you have just want to charge more eight well, ounces than four ounces what i what's interesting is you can actually charge it's a bigger profit margin from breweries to run flights like every brewery that i know they like the cost per ounce on a flight is the highest of anything you'll get at the brewery like the bang for your buck is actually on a pint of beer but I don't care because I want to sample a bunch. And I, I even told her, I was like, charge me for an eight ounce pour. I don't care. And just pour me four ounces. <laughs> and I told one guy, I was like, okay, so here's the thing is you're going to give me eight ounces. I'm going to drink four ounces of it roughly and then come back and tell you to pour out the rest. And we're just wasting beer. He goes, I'm sorry, man. That's just how we do it. I go, all right. <laughs> and finally, another guy told me, cause I asked a couple of places and one guy was like blatantly honest and, and, he, cause I, I, same thing. Why do, why do no breweries in Asheville do flights? He said, Oh, most of us used to. So then COVID hit and we stopped doing flights because in COVID, a lot of people were went to plastic wear and weren't doing stuff like that. He said, so then by the time that the restrictions loosened, we just realized it, it, it and this is true. Having worked at a brewery, he goes, pouring a flight fucking sucks. And I was like, thank you. I believe that you are exactly right. That's that made total sense to me. He's like, yeah, I mean, he's like, that's why it is. We, and it's true because tap rooms, when you get busy, pouring a bunch of flights slows you down and is a real pain in the ass for the people working at the brewery. So that actually made sense to me. But lo and behold, you know, we still would sample beers. And I, that's what I would do, man. I would get their half pour. I would take the sips that I wanted out of it. And then I'd take it back up and be like, all right, can I have another one? And they'd pour it out <laughs> and I'd get another one. All right. Right now, adapt, improvise, overcome. No, and I, I told the people, I was like, look, we are not from this area and we like to sample a lot of beer and I want to see all the different beers and compare them across the city. And, you know, this is a, you guys make it for a city that is about beer. You make it really difficult to do that, which I thought was interesting. Yeah. I mean, but that's, you know, I wonder, I wonder if the city of Asheville during the last two years has been conditioned not to worry about flights and so that only only the visitors be. who come in and most and maybe most of them aren't even um as bold enough to ask like you are and so it's not even an issue oh we asked like every single brewery we went to we go probably not but you guys do flights and they're like oh no we do half pours and i'm like okay and it, it, it just different ways of doing different things and whatever and you know, we there's a lot of really good beer in Asheville. Really enjoyed it for the most part. And there's some breweries that are just, eh, if I never had them again, I wouldn't care. But I had my favorites and enjoyed the trip. Had some really good stuff in Athens. That was fun. Creature Comforts in Athens was fantastic. And I'd, I'd been wanting to go there for a long time. So I was glad we swung by and did that. But all in all, fun trip. It was a great beer trip and got to try a lot of great beer. Well, what was the best spot in Nashville since that's the beer spot? Burial Brewing Company was by far, by far the best brewery in Nashville. I didn't think it was close. Well, what what made it the best brewery? Every style of beer they did was on point. It was creative. Their their hazy IPAs were exactly what you want. It reminded me a lot of like False Idol or Celestial or a brewery like that in the DFW area that you can go there and you're just getting really well put together beer and no matter what you order it's all just really good okay and that was was it uh what was the vibe of the tap room see i got all the lingo now 
Yeah, the vibe of that tap room was kind of, it felt like we were in Austin in that tap room. It was kind of a little hipster. It's, you know, all their all their beers are based on like Grim Reaper and, and, and being buried and death and stuff like that, which was kind of wild. It reminded me, I don't know if anybody's familiar with this, but it reminded me a lot of Brash Brewing in Houston without the insane amount of heavy metal music the entire time. All right. Cool. But it was it was similar to that. It it was kind of it was chill, but it it was also I don't know, it's kind of hard to describe. My favorite tap room was the Creature Comforts tap room in Athens. That that was like the perfect brewery. God, that brewery was awesome. Okay. Why was that one so so fantastic? Spacious. You had plenty of room. The staff was cool. It was just a super chill place. The beer was good. And they did it interesting where I've never had this happen. You, when you walk in, there's a dude at the front and you walk into like their little merch area before you walk into the rest of the tap room, you, he checks your ID and then he goes, are you guys going to be drinking? We're like, yeah. And he goes, okay, well, I'll start a tab for you here. That way, when you go to the bar, all you have to do is tell him your name. So you give him your credit card or whatever. He swipes it and your tab started. So you never had to worry about it the rest of the time. I thought that was really interesting way to do it. And I'm surprised more breweries don't do something like that because it made the whole process like when you go to a bar, you know, their bartenders didn't have to mess with a bunch of cards or keeping up with cards or starting tabs. It was basically just one guy at the front that gets it started. That way, all you have to do is tell him your name once you get into the tap room, which was cool. Yeah, not bad. That's a good idea. Yeah, that was cool. But I have now been to, so I use that app Untapped, which a lot of people are familiar with that. And since I've had that app and I got it about eight and a half years ago, I this trip, I went to my 253rd brewery that I know for a fact I've been to. 253 different breweries across the country. And I would say before I got the app, I probably went to about another 30 or so. Ooh. But I don't know because I can't track them. And I don't really remember sometimes because that would have been, you know, nine, 10 years ago. But ever since I got the app, every time I go to a new brewery and I have a beer, I check it in and it tracks how many breweries I've been to, which is kind of cool. I would say so. Seems Especially like a lot. Enough. Somebody like you is putting up numbers. Yeah, I, I like stats. I like numbers. And then the other thing, you and I are recording this on what is apparently known as Tuesday. Not Tuesday, <laughs> Tuesday, because today is February 2nd, or February 22nd, 2022. So the date is 2-22-22. It is Tuesday. I think that's cool. I think it's badass. I mean, I love the number 22. So I'm this is like the greatest day today. ever. Okay, uh, you've told me this before. I can't remember. What, what's up with the love for 22? No, I was born at 2.02 a.m. in the second month of the year. Sir. So I, I just have, you know, we went through this when we were doing our, our astrological stuff, right. that one episode. Yeah, I, didn't, I, didn't, I didn't realize you were yeah. born at 2.02. Yeah, one of my lucky numbers, according to even astrology, is two. So I'm a big, like, two twos to me, 22 is, like, even better than one so, two. So, shit, this is your day. Yeah, man, this is, like, the greatest day ever. Well, but, for you guys listening... We know who's getting lucky tonight. <laughs> Yourself? No, man. All those twos, you have no choice. It's your lucky night. I mean, but that, they'll be listening tomorrow. That would require somebody else being involved in the process. As nah, well. nah, nah, nah. You can on a night like tonight, you can stumble in, fall into it. Oh yeah, is that how it works? <laughs> <laughs> so the other thing I was going to bring up is today is National Margarita Day, as, as we are recording this. Yes. Are you a margarita fan? I am a big margarita fan. Really? Uh, yeah, I love a good margarita. Frozen margarita. I mean, it's kind of a chick drink. Is um, it? I don't but, know. Like I'm a like I prefer. I'm also well, a frozen margarita fan. 
Okay, let me uh, let me let me check with my resident guy who who you all know and love who who classifies every drink as male or female, uh, you know, and you know because he's only a male drink drinker. Uh, does his name start with the C? Of course it does. And end with a <laughs> end with Lawrence. Yeah. <laughs> of course it you is. Know? Now, now you know. Um, in in full defense, like I'm not a big drinker, you know. That's yeah. why Matt's making fun of me for drinking beer. I'm not even a big alcohol drinker. Like right now, I had a drink on my mother's birthday, December eighth, because I had never tried her favorite drink, which was Southern Comfort. And so I said, you know what? I'm gonna try my mother's drink this year. Before December eighth. I can't really remember the last time I had a drink. I really can't. So I'm sure at some point I had one, some point somewhere, but I don't miss it. Like if I have one, okay, fine, this is cool. But if I never had another one, I'd never miss it. Um, so one time we were out, because, you know, we're out on the Cowboys. And so my whole point of that is I drank drinks because they taste good or whatever. I made the mistake of... of <laughs> Of ordering an apple teeny. <laughs> nice. Okay. And I, I was thinking it's a martini. They're just I like green apples. It's they're they're just ordering it's an apple teeny. So yeah, I'll, I'll try it. Yeah, yeah, that sounds good to me. Clarence Hill saw me with the apple teeny. Taylor, the fuck are you doing, man? What are you doing, man? You can't be drinking that, man. What? <laughs> I, do. I mean, it just it just never it just never ended. <laughs> I bet. <laughs> That was like 15 years ago. And if I mention Apple Teeny to him, it'll just start the whole conversation again. He's never gotten over it. That's amazing. And, um, you know, and then, I don't know, sometime last year, me, him, and Calvin Watkins went out to have a aren't we young, successful, I guess we're old now, aren't we old, successful black men lunch. And uh, the waitress came by and said, yeah, give me a crown and seven with a splash of something. Crown with a splash of seven. And he said, man, you ordered that like a grown-ass man. I remember when you couldn't order a drink, you used to drink shit like Apple Teenies. <laughs> you know what? I think there's a time and place for sweet drinks. I, I started on stuff like that. Like, I used to – I mean, I didn't really start drinking liquor alcohol till I was well over 21, like 22, 23 even. And I would drink sex on the beaches. Dude! I see. I like those, too, because they taste good. They're good. They're fruity. Okay. They taste good. Okay. I mean, Okay, hold up, hold up. Here's chill. Is a frozen mar? This is my question. Is a frozen margarita a chick drink? No, no less, no less than the than the apple martinis. See, he still get. He won't let it go. No, I, dude, a frozen margarita is not a girly drink. That's ridiculous. I used to <laughs> okay, drink pictures of frozen margarita. We're going to discuss this with him on Thursday. It we will are be, going to discuss it. And I will, it will argue be his ass <laughs> off because my dad can make one of the best frozen margaritas you'll ever have. We, I mean, I, I've been drinking frozen margaritas for years. That is, I, I, that's so strange to me. Well, you know, Clarence has these cut and dry. That's why he's fun to talk to because he has these these rules in place because he's he's old conservative man thoughts and uh, he's get off my lawn guy. And uh, that's why he's great. Yeah, no. I, now I'll give you if if you want to say okay, Apple Teeny, fine, Sex on the Beach, cool, but frozen margarita? No, I I, I really enjoy them. You know, there's nothing better than uh, 
chips, guac, a frozen margarita, and some Mexican food. I mean, you got that's that right. Pretty, that's pretty much uh, a classic great Texas meal. Uh, I haven't had one in a long time. I mean, uh, because I'm working out and I've been really good and I'm feeling great and I ain't gonna have one today. Because that's the other thing. Margarita had a bunch of sugar and sweet stuff in it. Yes, it it's does. A thousand calories. And frankly, buddy, I like I like being under two hundred pounds wearing these size thirty four in the waist britches, man. Yeah, there you go. That's the yeah, way to see, do it. See, I'm feeling sexy these days. So, you should be feeling sexy. So sexy that I don't want that frozen margarita. <laughs> <laughs> All right, fair enough. All right, before we move on, we've got to get into our conversation with our ESPN Cowboys insider, Todd Archer. But HFX Foundation Solutions, it's your call. If you have cracks in your ceilings, sticking doors, you started noticing stuff, I will tell you, as I've told you many times, you need to get out ahead of it. It is a free, no-obligation inspection. Aaron and his guys, it's a local family-owned business. They will come out and they will give you that inspection. Maybe you do have something wrong. Maybe you don't. But I'm going to tell you, with your foundation, you are way better off finding that as early on as you can because that 45-minute inspection can potentially save you thousands of dollars in damages. Dude, there's a reason why we call it the colonoscopy for your house, and that ain't never going to change. And you know why? Because that's what it is, man. It's preventative. You get Aaron out there, you have him give it to once over, and you'll either feel peace of mind or you'll be like, oh, my God, I'm glad you came and saw whatever problem we got now because it's going to cost you a fraction of what it'll cost you if you find it late in the game. So give HFX a call. Let them do what they do best, man. Give you peace of mind. It's easy. 817-770-0174. A-rated with the Better Business Bureau. Again, 817-770-0174 or online at hfxfoundation.com. All right, we do it now as we do every week. Brought to you as always by bluestarmotorgroup.com. Our ESPN Cowboys insider, Todd Archer. And Todd, you kind of had the article earlier about the Cowboys situation and how they will handle this moving forward with Randy Gregory, Tank Lawrence, some of these other names. So we'll just throw it out to you. If they're going to keep one, who's it going to be, Tank Lawrence or Randy Gregory? I wish I had an easy answer for it. I said, oh, for sure, it's that guy. Um, because I, I honestly don't know. I, you know, because, look, Lawrence is $27 million against the cap. That's an awful lot of money when they're, when they're in a position that they're in where they're $20 million over. They're gonna, we know they're going to have to do some maneuvering to get under the cap. So will he be amenable to a pay cut? Will he be amenable to a pay cut that allows him to earn the money back? Will he not be amenable to it? Then maybe that there's decisions made. Um, and then with Randy Gregory, you know, I laid out, you know, maybe the franchise tag. But to me, that doesn't make sense because why would you guarantee a guy, say, $20 million when he's never had more than six sacks in a season? So that seems a little exorbitant. So, you know, if you can get Randy to a deal that I don't even know what the average number would be, Per year, ten million, twelve million, fourteen million. I I, I really don't know. Um, I, I think that's probably the way to do it, and you hope that by being loyal and patient with him as he dealt with his issues earlier in his career, that pays off for you now. So I've dodged the question, and as you can tell, I don't know. I, I and I don't know, and no one really does know, right? I mean, I don't even know, know if the Cowboys know exactly what's going to happen just yet because they're still working through all those issues if yeah. it's who should they keep I, I would probably go with demarcus lawrence if you can somehow get that number lower than 27 million dollars i think How he's come? a better overall play. he's a better overall player than, than randy 
and and I realize Randy's young. He's younger, but it's not substantially younger unless you want to factor in that he missed two seasons and all but 14 games because of suspensions. Um, and, and you know, Hank has had some injury problems here with the back and the and the foot last year and things. So, but Randy's turning 30 here soon. Which when I saw November. that, I was like, holy, holy cow, I'm yeah. getting old. And when the heck did Randy Gregory get, you know, 30 years old? Like, because he's still in my mind a, a, a young player just because he's not been around for 50-some-odd games during his time here. Is there a scenario where they can have both? Yeah, I, I think there is. And it's going to require um, the, the players to, I, I don't want to say give a hometown discount or anything like that, but to give – is team friendly a better way of saying it? Maybe I don't even know if there's a good way of saying it. There, ain't. there, there is a way, and I, you know, I do think, you know, this is this is really Randy's only shot at getting quote paid, right? In, in an open market situation, because if he if he resigns with the Cowboys, it's going to be a three four year deal that would take him past his prime. If and for Lawrence, well, he's already cashed in and got his big time deal at sixty five million guaranteed. I think it was. Uh, when he signed a couple of years ago, it, it will require both guys to kind of give up something that, you know, maybe Randy is looking to earn and for DeMarcus thinking, well, I, I, I'm worth more than they want to pay me. And I know I can get it out there on the open market. It's the Jock loves the Eddie George story. Eddie George wasn't going to take $2 million from the Tennessee Titans back in 2004, but he would take $2 million from the Cowboys in 2004. Absolutely. That's just how it works, man. That's just uh, that's just business. That was a very good conversation, fellas. I enjoyed that very much. Um, All right. Thanks for listening. <laughs> <laughs> I wrote a short piece giving my very brief quarterback rankings, and I had Dak as the seventh best quarterback in the NFL. Where have you got him, Arch? Well, tell me who. You, tell me your. Tell me how. Where did you go? Did you go past seven? Yeah, I went. Uh, I, think I, w- I went to. T- I went, went to twelve. Yeah. And are we, sorry, I didn't read it, Jacques. I apologize for for that. Um, I assume yeah. I assume we're saying Tom Brady's done. He's not on the list. That is correct. So, all right, I'll play it out. And then, is it who guys you'd rather have than Dak, or guys that are better than Dak? I no, do think I just there's got, different. There are. I think I just put guys who are who are better than Dak. All right. So, Aaron Rodgers is better. Now nah, I'm drawing, but uh, is Joe Burrow better? Be probably, right, Pat Mahomes, Josh Allen. I'd rather, you know, Justin Herbert. He's on a rookie contract. Um, I didn't count that. So but he's, he's number eight. I'd put Justin Herbert above Dak, probably. Um, Fair I assume you well, have Burrow. Did you? Where'd you have Stafford? Just above Dak. Yeah. So I, I'm in that ballpark, probably seven to nine. Well, see, I had uh, uh, and and me and uh, me and Matt kicked this around, but it was like I got Aaron Rodgers, Pat Mahomes, Josh Allen, and then I go to me. There's a big ass gap between Josh Allen and whoever you choose to put at number four. It ain't like it's a sliver; it's a big ass gap to me. But then I had Burrow, Russell Wilson, Matt Stafford, Dak, and behind him I had Herbert. Lamar Jackson, Derek Carr, Kirk Cousins, Kyler Murray. Yeah, I might move Russell Wilson down from from those guys. 
honestly. And and maybe uh, seven would turn out to be Dak's right spot, um, and Russell Wilson's eight. So if you put Herbert at six, Dak at seven, and and uh, Russell Wilson at eight, then we we, we're, but we're like I said, we're splitting hairs, right? I mean, we're not like I would, yeah, I like, yeah. like I wouldn't say, well, that's dumb. That that's not the case. I think the other right. reason I have Russell Wilson there is I don't think he got a lot of weaponry in Seattle now, and that just doesn't make you look as good. But can't you say that about his entire time in Seattle? That he, I mean, he has DK Metcalf. He's got Lockett. He's, there were times in Seattle where he had less than what he has now, and he did more with it. Yeah, but right? he wasn't sleeping with Seattle every night then. There's, there's some of that. <laughs> God. Scientific breakdown there. But it, it also, you know, it's kind of like when Dak was out last year, how bad the Cowboys were. When Russ was out this year, you really kind of saw how bad the Seahawks were without him as their starting quarterback. Well, what was their record with him, though? They weren't very good when he no, played no. either. No, I mean, he was, they, they were 7-10 and 10 overall. They weren't very good either way. Right. But I, I thought it was a noticeable, you know, it, it's... I don't know. To me, like it's hard to name numbers for quarterbacks versus okay, these guys are in one tier, and then you know you put Dak into this other tier with a handful of other guys, and if you want to put one at six and him at nine, cool. Or there's right, they're well, all basically so close. we're saying Dak's in the second tier is what we're saying. Yeah, yeah, which I think right? is totally fair. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. So, you can yeah, put so him wherever you want so, in the second tier. Right. So so we're all saying the same things, and then and then it becomes. Okay, he's in the second tier and he's forty million dollars a year. The other two forty million dollar quarterbacks are one, two, and three. So are the cow are the Cowboys getting everything that they should get from their forty million dollar quarterback? Right? I mean, it, that has to be in the next question. Whereas you can say Kansas City is, and I realize Buffalo has not been to a Super Bowl, but I don't think anybody would say Josh Allen isn't. I don't want to say not worth it. I don't want to say no one's going to say Josh Allen shouldn't be making 42 or 43 a year where I think he got people that might look at Dak based on how the season ended for him and for the team, maybe more than just him and say, man, did they do the right thing and giving him that contract? They had to give him that contract. There's no, they, they couldn't, it, if they were not going to look anywhere else for a quarterback, then they had to do that with Dak. There was no question they had to do that with Dak. I, I will fight the people forever to say, the Cowboys waited too long to do a deal for Dak. But I do think they tried to do it. Maybe they didn't, like, throw everything at him immediately to get him to sign the deal. But if they had signed Dak in 2019 to a deal that paid him, let's say, more than Russell Wilson at the time, which is, I think w- would have been, like, 36 or $37 million, and then they would have cut. So that would have been in 2019 that they did that, or 2020. I mean, out. 2020. And they would have come off a season in which he got hurt. No, it would have been 2019 because that was when they first started talking. 2019, they missed the playoffs. 2020, he gets hurt. And then 2021, yeah, they, they go 12-5 and five and they win the division, but they don't win a playoff game. What would, what would people have been saying about the Cowboys' decision to pay Dak three years ago and not have the results then? Whereas now it's just the first year and you say, okay, there's still a little bit of a window here for, for this team and this quarterback to get something done big time. Yeah, that's true. It, it, it's I, – I agree. I, they should – I had no problems with them paying Dak. They didn't do it when they should have, and it cost them more money because of it. But they had, they had no choice. I mean, they had to. But, but, I would, but to, to re, refute what you – not refute, but 
to give the other side of what you said, they tried to pay him and, and give him a deal that was on par with the guys at the time of Jared Goff and, and uh, Carson Wentz that was on par with what those guys were getting. So, and not, it, you can't go on what we know now. You have to go on what we knew then and that deal. And it seemed like the right play. Cause again, if they were to have given Dak two and a half to $3 million more a year than what the lions and Eagles gave those two guys as a top people would have, would have killed them for overpaying. And Jerry, look at Jerry. There he goes overpaying another guy. I, I mean, <laughs> they were damn near, basically what I'm saying is whichever way they went, they would have been screwed because True. if you, you would have overpaid them early or you, you had to overpay later. So whatever it came down to, you were going to overpay. And again, kudos to Dak and, and Todd France because they did it exactly. They maximized themselves. And that's what every player in the NFL should always do. I, you know, I know it's about winning and, and, and Super Bowl rings, uh, but as our good friend Pete Prisco at CBS Sports says, they don't put cash on eBay. They put Super Bowl <laughs> rings on eBay. Yes, you are correct. That's true. All right, Todd, before we let you go, because Jacques's got to get on a call himself, do you see a scenario this offseason where the Cowboys could walk away from both Amari Cooper and Demarcus Lawrence and just clear both those contracts? Yes. How does that make them better? I don't know how it does. Right. Uh, you know, it, but with Amari, we talked about this. If you're paying a guy number one receiver money, then they need to treat him and play him like a number one receiver, and he needs Zach like a number one receiver. Let's be. Let's not just take all the onus off Amari and say Kellen Moore didn't use him right, or they didn't do this, or they didn't do that. There's some Amari's responsible for the numbers that he didn't put up as well, and part of that was missing the two games because he refused to get vaccinated. Uh, and then with Demarcus Lawrence, you know they're not a better defense without him. But we all know how this game works in the NFL. It's not about it's not about that. It's how does everything fit in the cap together? And if you're twenty seven million dollars a year and you've not gotten not reached multi, uh, double digit sacks in what is it now the last two or three seasons, three and you've missed seasons, time because of injury, yeah, I, I can see them making those decisions. However, that does not immediately that would not make them better at the time they they would make those moves. They would not be a better team. Now, they would still have the chance to become a better team through the rest of free agency, through the draft, through better coaching, through development of players that are already here that we can't even think about who's going to be better. So it doesn't mean they'd be doomed. It's just they better hit on every single piece that they add to this puzzle and the pieces they already have in the puzzle better play, play, play better than we think they can. Todd Archer, as always, man. Quick one this week, but don't worry. We'll make it up for you next week, and we'll have you on for like half an hour. I will be at the Combine next week, so maybe we'll have some more to talk about. Oh, that'll be fantastic. Actually, you know what? Now, now I'm thinking about it. We might need to switch the time because i got I to figure out what time. Uh, oh, McCar we'll figure out when McCarthy's talking to us. So. All right. That'll we'll work. And, uh, we want to hear about those bus shenanigans, too. Um, <laughs> I, your, your boy will not be on the bus other than for Jerry Jones' press conference <laughs> uh, or media availability. Uh, I will. I'm, yeah. I know nothing. I'm Sergeant Schultz in this whole thing, man. Yeah, okay. All right, Todd, Betty appreciate boy. it. We'll talk Later. to you next week. You'll have to ask, you'll have to ask Chill those questions. Oh, I bet we will. <laughs> Jeez, God. All right, we'll see you, Todd. See you, guys. 
Hey. All right, there he is. And I know you've got a bolt. Jacques's got a, a, an important call, so I will tell everybody about Blue Star Motor Group when you're gone. All right, brother, I appreciate you. All right, man, we'll talk to you soon. All right. Later. All right, there he goes. Jean-Jacques Taylor heading off. Jacques, see, it's interesting the way that we do the podcast, and obviously, as many of you listening know, you know, I do a full-time radio show, and, and Jacques's got his stuff, his own company, the JJT Media Group, that he's got a lot of work that he does with. So when we sit down to record, most of the times we try to give ourselves a two-hour window. And, and then within that window, some of us discussion about different things is trying to make sure we get our guests on, all this type of stuff. But sometimes, unfortunately, those windows are just really, really short. Like today's window to record, Jacques's like, I have to be done by four. Well, I wasn't able to do anything until I got home from my full-time job at 2.30. So we had a 90-minute, hour-and-a-half window to record, which really ended up starting around 2.40. And so, unfortunately, you guys kind of get a shorter podcast. But, again, appreciate all of you. Certainly appreciate Blue Star Motor Group. BlueStarMotorGroup.com. That's superior quality, Carfax certified, pre-owned vehicles of all makes and models. I am telling you guys, I have told you this a million times, and this is true. If you are looking to buy or sell a car, you have got to start the process with Deb at Blue Star Motor Group. Start there. Include them in the process. 817-881-4066. You want to see their inventory? Check them out. Go to their website, bluestarmotorgroup.com. You can see their inventory. You can see their pricing. But I'm telling you, and I encourage everybody, if you are thinking about buying or selling a car sometime in the near future, just include them in the process. Let them know, hey, this is what I'm looking for. What can you guys do? Because Deb and her husband, Mike, they want to help you find that great deal. 817-881-4066. Of course, you also will buy your car. And I'm not talking, guys, if you have a car that's sitting in your front yard that's all wrecked up, you have a car with 130,000 miles on it, that's not really what they do. But if you have a car and you're looking to move on to another car and you've got a car that is well-conditioned, that doesn't have a ton of miles, they would love to talk to you about that. And they will come to you. They will offer you cash on site for your vehicle. It's Blue Star Motor Group, 817-881-4066 or bluestarmotorgroup.com. So since our window of time together has unfortunately come to an end, we will be back. We will have a podcast that will drop on Friday back into our regular schedule, of course, over the weekend. I'm about to go get an afternoon workout in. Appreciate everybody for checking us out. And again, one of the things Jacques and I always talk about, and this is very true, every time you guys retweet, when we tweet out links to the podcast, every time you guys retweet the little highlights and you like it on Instagram and on Twitter and things like that, and you tell your friends, it, it just goes a really, really long way and, and very, very appreciative of so many of you that do that. Really appreciative of so many of you who are supporting our sponsors. And again, not everybody needs a car all the time. I get that. But if you or somebody you know needs a car, Blue Star Motor Group, I understand. Trust me, I, I didn't think I would ever in my life need a lawyer like Robert Greening until one summer night in July last year, somebody ran a red light and I got into a bad car accident. And I was like, oh my God, I know exactly what to do which is why Greening Law can really help you out. Again, Hector Flores with Modern Woodmen of America. I think that's one of the more interesting ones that we have because Hector is a guy that just wants to have a conversation with you. And I'll tell you this, and 
<laughs> Jacques not with us, but you know, financially, I'm, I'm not a very good adult with my finances and you got to have somebody that helps you. You, you have to have somebody I think that can help you plan things out that can help you start saving that can help you kind of achieve. If you have goals for later in your life, hell, if you have goal for 10 years from now, you want to buy a house, but you don't know how to start saving. I, I do. I have no idea, but Hector does, and he can find ways to work with what you're already doing or get you started. So Hector Flores with Modern Woodman of America. Jacques has told you about, I mean, he takes his cars to freeway tire shop all the time. Bruce Biltong. You know, one of the interesting things about Bruce is I've had my own family members that listen to the podcast. And they'll say, man, you really seem to make a big deal about this Biltong. Is it, is it really that good? It is. It really is that good. HFX Foundation Solutions. Guys, don't wear, don't, Foundation, I don't own a home. But I know enough from people that do own a home. Foundation is the one thing, especially in Texas, that you cannot mess with. And Aaron and his guys, they listen to the podcast. They're big fans. They'll get you taken care of. Smokey John's Barbecue. They're big fans of what we do. Love their barbecue. And that's one thing about this podcast. And I've decided to go off and whatever. That's just what we're going to do, even though Jacques's not here. (laughs) But one of the things that I really like about how we built this podcast We've turned sponsors down. We've had companies that have approached us, and for whatever reason, either for me or for Jacques, we just didn't think it made sense. We weren't interested in it. We didn't want to tell some, we didn't want to tell all you guys about it if we didn't think it was something that we would use ourselves. And that's reality and something that really I enjoy about the podcast that isn't always an opportunity when you're doing radio where we can say, okay, this just doesn't make sense. We don't get this product. We don't want to work with this for a, whatever a variety of reasons. So we, we do have this family of sponsors and we have this family for a reason. And you guys have really helped because the reason why, and I know I said this at the beginning, but it's true. And I've really been thinking about this a lot lately. The fact that we still 208 episodes in doing the podcast for about a year and a half now, and we're still able to find the time and that we can put some things aside and come together three times a week to do this and and keep trying to keep the show alive and the podcast alive and bring it to all of you is because of our sponsors, because you guys are supporting them. And that's awesome. And we are very appreciative of that. So thanks very much. And again, like I said, sometimes we take a day off like we did on President's Day and we didn't do a podcast You know, sometimes you're traveling around and you try to make all this work, but I just thought I'd pull back the curtain a little bit because I know, and I've heard from some of you that from time to time, we may only put out an hour podcast. And then sometimes we put out an hour and a half or an hour and 45 minute podcast where we have a little bit more time where we can go longer. And it's, it's really interesting now because both of our schedules are so different where I'm, I'm really busy earlier in the day now. And then there will be times where Jacques will be planning to get in the afternoon to do a podcast and my schedule will change. I'm like, hey man, I've, I've got some responsibilities and some obligations that have popped up in the afternoon. Can you go ahead and record early? He's like, ah, I can do like an hour and a half early. And so it's just part of it. And that's part of the reason why some of the podcasts are a little bit longer. And then sometimes the podcasts are just a little bit shorter. It just depends on the day. And we appreciate your guys' support and We'll keep pumping them out as long as you guys keep listening. So keep telling your friends, keep telling your families, keep supporting our sponsors. We'll talk to you again soon. Thanks for listening to the Jam Session Podcast. Make sure to find us on Instagram at Jam Session Cast. Of course, you can also find us on Twitter at McMatt Radio and at JJT underscore journalist. 
Our podcast is sponsored by Greening Law, a personal injury law firm in Dallas, Texas. Greening Law fights the legal battle so you'll have time for healing and renewal. Give them a call at 972-934-8900. Greening Law, Office, Dallas, Texas. As always, thanks to Purple Elephant Music for the music you hear at the end and the beginning of each episode. He, of course, is the radio, TV, and now podcast star, the sexy Jean-Jacques Taylor. And me, I'm just a guy, Matt McLaren. We'll catch you next time right here on the Jam Session Podcast, available everywhere you listen to podcasts.